As a listener to Intelligent Medicine, you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option. Vital Nutrients line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of Ultra Pure Omega-3 Solutions. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We're talking to a PhD professor of physiology uh, with an emphasis on exercise and physical therapy uh, at the University of Illinois uh, at Chicago, Dr. Ross Arena. He is also uh, spearheading an initiative called HL Pivot. Uh, he's the author of, uh, co-author along with colleagues, of an important paper uh, which links lifestyle to COVID outcomes. So, first of all, tell us a little bit about HL Pivot. What are you trying to accomplish with HL Pivot? Yeah, so it's kind of a, a, uh, I don't want to say work in progress, but an interesting uh, experiment is with respect to how science is is done and, and initiatives are performed. So, you know, we talk a lot in academia about uh, now team science. So, you know, we've, we've emerged from or, well, we still are entrenched in, you know, the traditional having your lab, getting a, a, a large federal grant and, and kind of living in your silo. Um, but but we talk a lot about, you know, collaborating and, and working together uh, across different disciplines, different sectors, uh, to do these projects that maybe have a more meaningful impact. And I always, I grew so, sort up of, sort of taking that. it from the theoretical to the practical, right? Because academia, you know, ivory tower sometimes doesn't translate to, uh, uh, practical initiatives. Yes, exactly. You know, and, and, and the, the terminology of fence to bedside or cell to community has been there for a while. Um, but but that was you know during during COVID and and um, and thinking about all of the things we talked about in the first segment as far as what's happening in the world and the importance of lifestyle um, and and the fact that uh, before COVID we were talking about um, you know chronic disease being a pandemic and unhealthy lifestyle being a pandemic. Uh, and, and, and recognizing a, a central core to preventing these things is healthy living and healthy living medicine. Uh, so, you, you know, it's, it's kind of a, the, the group, the, the network, which is about 130 people now around the world from different sectors. So, um, healthcare, the media, education, uh, scientific research, 
um, and and so on and so forth. Um, how do we all come together to promote healthy living to address and prevent pandemics uh, where healthy living medicine can have an impact? So certainly with COVID, chronic disease, which isn't which isn't going anywhere, um, and and um, and then you know how do we work as teams to write papers and disseminate knowledge. Uh, a couple of grants have come out that um, that the group is working on and collaborating on. So it's more of this um, uh, an expansion of what I've always done as a researcher is just creating these collaborations and bringing people together to do good work. Um, and and that's kind of what this has become this this network of plugging people into each other and communicating. And, and all focused around around healthy lifestyle and healthy living medicine from the facet of public health messaging, as we've talked about, education on all levels, um, scientific dissemination and, and inquiry. Um, so really nothing is off the table if it promotes a, a healthier lifestyle. So right now, I, I just looked at PubMed. We have now with individuals that have the we'll pivot of affiliation. We have over 100 publications on PubMed with that affiliation, um, some educational and community initiatives, uh, lots of people starting to talk to each other. So um, so it's, I, I think it's, it's going well. It's, it's people who didn't uh, talk to each other before talking to each other now and collaborating and, and we'll kind of see where it, where it goes from there. Indeed. So uh, let's focus on the, the new paper that uh, you and uh, co-authors published in the American Journal of Medicine, uh, mapping 1 million COVID-19 deaths and unhealthy lifestyle behaviors in the United States. And you actually did map it. There's sort of a very interesting uh, series of map overlays, which correlate uh, the severity of COVID uh, with certain factors uh, from state to state. You know, some states fared better than others. And it's not simply because they had more hospitals or more access to, uh, say, monoclonal antibodies or vaccines. Um, there were other underlying factors, right? Yeah, it, it was it, it it was a sad uh, a sad exercise to do when when um, when we passed a, a million COVID deaths in the U.S. and the CDC puts out the maps. The CDC has always done a, a wonderful job. Um, and really tracking and, and providing visualizations about where, you know, how, how we do as a nation with respect to health outcomes. So, you know, it's a color-coded map um, and looking at mortality rates uh, by state um, across the country. And if you look at that map, the highest mortality rates are in the southeast. Mm-hmm. That, that wasn't, you know... Um, and again, you're right, like access to health care. There's certainly differences in access to health care, but that's not the whole story. But then what we did was, and, and we weren't surprised, we kind of knew when we saw that map and, you know, all the authors are knowledgeable and in the other CDC maps that you could pull. If you look at the physical inactivity map, if you look at the nutrition map, the sleep quality, uh, the chronic disease incidence and prevalence, 
and you overlay them, or you, and, and the you obesity prevalence, them, most importantly, because you know, some of the some of the deep South states, you know, and we're not probably including Florida among them. Other parts of Florida where it's, it is more like the deep South, uh, but there's a more uh, sophisticated population in in you know much of Florida. It, it's these uh, deep South states, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, uh, that really took it on the chin during COVID. Yes, and and it's exactly right. And then in the obesity piece too. So if you look at those maps in the paper, all publicly available, and the the trend couldn't be clearer that the incidence uh, of uh, the highest COVID mortality rates and the highest incidence of physical inactivity and obesity and chronic disease and smoking and poor sleep quality and chronic disease diagnosis all are in you know the southeast the deep south states Mm -hmm. and so it it was more of just you know and that that's part of what our group writes about It, it it's not it's not really this new groundbreaking premise that we write about it's yet another perspective another take another morsel of data to show what we all already know with the hope of saying is it enough now for us to make a dramatic shift in the way we think about health and healthcare? Is this enough now? And so that that's kind of you know what we we thought about with that paper. It's like okay, look at look at these maps all together, and maybe they're you know uniquely brought together. Is this now enough to say we need to do something about this? And you know, we, we haven't published this yet, but and we're thinking about a, a follow-up paper. Uh, there are some um, federal government entities that track social justice, so uh, education, uh, access to Internet, uh, medium, median household income and poverty levels, uh, and lack of access to healthy food. The maps so called food those, deserts. Uh, in other words, there there are areas where food deserts. Food, exactly yeah. right. The maps of those and the density of the problem areas, they're all exactly the same. And and, and so, you know that we, we told a, a a part of that story, but it all clusters together. And and so, when is it going to be enough? When is it going to be time to say, hey, you know what, we need to really focus on. Um, from a childhood level, creating a healthy nation. And, and we're not going to, you know, eradicate viral pandemics. We're not going to eradicate chronic disease. And there's certainly a genetic component to those things, you know, chronic disease. Although lifestyle certainly reduces your, your genetic risk if you are at genetic risk. And that's another story. But, but when are we going to, when when are we going to do that? And, and so, you know that the, the paper is just kind of another a, a yet another sad acknowledgement with another layer. So the COVID pandemic is is another layer of saying it all ma- it all comes together. It all matches up. The trends are there, and and unhealthy lifestyle is at the origin of this. It, it's. And it, we were, the pump was primed, as I said, in a bad way decades ago. Okay, folks, at this point, let's pause and allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share a vital message with you. 
As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce the Plus CBD Relief line of soft gels. Plus CBD Relief is the ideal way to help promote a healthy inflammatory response. Plus CBD Relief is doctor-formulated with recovery-supporting ingredients, including CBD, CBDA, and Levagen plus PEA. Relief soft gels help address minor everyday soreness, support joint function, and encourage recovery following strenuous activity. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. And with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's Relief Soft Gels. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting Intelligent Medicine and our sponsors. And now back to today's guest, Ross Arena. There And there's been a lot of emphasis on the predominance of uh, severe COVID uh, among uh, people people of color, I guess is the, the new term, uh, or in particular the, the African-American population. But the experience of Africa, which, you know, wasn't by no means unscathed, but relatively did better compared to uh, genetically matched individuals, uh, you know, in, in the United States, you know, suggests that it, it's not like certain populations are uniquely genetically primed to have, uh, you know, severe inflammation or, or uh, uh, cytokine storm after having COVID. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. I mean, it's 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 a, it's an important piece, right? That that lifestyle piece, and that you look at you look at sub-Saharan Africa, and and there, you know, the warning signs are there that obesity or increased body it's weight on the rise, yeah. physical activity yeah. declining. Yeah, but but they were better prepared than we were for, and and, and a lot of other uh, you, you know higher income countries, they were they were better prepared for this type of pandemic than than we were i would and that might be a uh a, a a wild hypothesis but i i would i would hazard that that you know any any country that has lower obesity prevalence lower chronic disease prevalence and and a population that moves more throughout the day because they have to uh and eats better uh, eats better, you know, more nutritious foods, less processed foods. Yep. I, I mean, the evidence, is, the evidence is there, and, and I, I hope we pay attention to that. I hope that researchers start to showcase, you know, what what uh, that that data that came out with COVID that, oh, you know, certain countries did better than we thought w- was going to be a complete disaster. Yes. With the, you know, because that lack of access to vaccinations and, and, and poor access to ICU beds and, and other advanced healthcare, it just didn't seem to be the case. So why? I mean, maybe that's it. You, you know, we can't be, def- we can't be definitive in saying why, but we should ask that question. And maybe that, maybe, you know, if we can definitively say my hypothesis is because of the unhealthy lifestyle phenotype was far less in in those countries but maybe then that's enough to definitively say this is why this is why they did better or it's not the only reason but it's a it's a pretty predominant reason 
And maybe that will be enough for all of us to, to wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, I still think about during the, the Obama administration and, uh, you know, the, the passing of legislation with the Affordable Care Act. And, and within that, the genesis of um, a different approach to health care where, you know, you had a, a um, initiatives that put in like a covered lives model where healthcare organizations uh, got um, a certain fixed amount of money to cover a life. And, and you could cover, you know, a life and healthcare outcomes. Um, one of two ways you could sit back and wait until they had a bad health outcome and unhealthy lifestyle and had a heart attack or cancer or pulmonary disease and spend an immeasurable amount of money uh, to, to care for, you know, that life or you could cover that life by being proactive and promoting health and keeping an individual healthy where they lived, work, and went to school. And it was fascinating. I was at UIC. Uh, I just came to UIC. Um, and, and that, you know, that, um, that legislation passed. And thinking about who I am, I'm not a, a physician and I'm, I'm, I work in, in healthcare. I always have, but it was, it was very hard to think about how the services someone like me provided as a health professional or, you know, how we thought about healthcare and cardiac rehab and so on, um, how that fit in. And when that legislation passed, uh, we actually, as a College of Applied Health Sciences, got called to meetings from the College of Medicine and, you know, physicians that led the cancer center or, you know, the heart center said, we sat down and I still remember this. And they said, we need to keep our patients out of the hospital. Uh, we need your people who talk about nutrition and physical activity and to be in the clinics with us. And what a day that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I thought, wow, you know, and it was, it was money that was driving that. Right. And, and sometimes money has to drive these right. things. Money, money but was made available for it. Yeah. Money was made available, and and but the world didn't change, and and um, and we're still entrenched in that in our traditional healthcare model to a large degree. But it's possible; it's it's possible for us to make a dramatic yeah. change. It, it was a step in the right I direction, think, but unfortunately, you know, the the follow through has been uh, pretty pretty minimal. And you know, I think we need a, a yes. kind of a revolution in our healthcare system uh, in order to address what you term the, the syndemic, uh, the syndemic of infectious diseases, because this may not be the last one that, that afflicts us this century, uh, as well as the terrible toll of uh, all these metabolic disorders that are related to lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. And, you, you know, even when COVID is gone, and that doesn't look like that's happening anytime soon, the syndemic, you, you take out COVID, but the unhealthy lifestyle social justice chronic disease endemic will persist and 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 all signs point to it getting worse and and so we we will still remain in that syndemic uh 
I don't see an end to it. Uh, you know, you're like you said, Ron, something very drastic has to happen uh, for us to to kind of make a hard right turn to to do something differently. I think we we know what needs to be done. Uh, we just have to make some drastic changes to do it. So how can listeners uh, get on board with this? First of all, uh, where can they access some of your writings uh, and uh, whether you appear on uh, YouTube and, you know, give some inspiring talks on this subject? Yeah, there are some, like if you Googled HL Pivot uh, or Googled my name, um, you know, I do, I do a lot of talking about this. A lot of uh, papers are, are coming out about this. Um, you know, even if you went on PubMed, if you're a scientist and, um, and just go and just put in HL pivot as a search, a wealth of papers will come up. Um, so those are, you know, I, I think Google is a, is a way to find out a lot. Like the HL pivot website that's kind of housed with an HL, uh, UIC, uh, will, will come up. So I think it's pretty much, you know, we have a lot of good, we have a good footprint out there with a lot of good connections and my email and contact is there and I'm always opening open to other collaborations and people reaching out to me so um, uh, I would be hopeful that you know as the word gets out um, that that occurs more I'm now that COVID's kind of changing I am actually starting to go give talks more um, I was just in uh, Puerto Vallarta, uh, uh, you know, healthcare education session talking about healthy living education in, in uh, medical curricula. Um, oh, where it's so sorely lacking, where it's so, so deficient. Oh, it's terrible. So, yeah, that's a whole other podcast. Of, in, not only in, in medicine, in all the allied health professions and nursing mm. and physical therapy and dentistry and uh, and so on and so forth. You know, everyone should be a healthy living practitioner. Uh, everyone should have some education on how to talk about this with with the patient patients that they care for and have this unified message. It's not like, um, you know, healthy living is not like uh, uh, being trained to do cardiothoracic surgery per se or or doing dentistry or being a pharmacist where you have to have a very unique skill set but but i would i very much support this you know universal healthy living curriculum where no one really owns uh how healthy living medicine is delivered we all need to kind of everyone could talk about you know how do you eat how much do you move per day you should move more you should eat better you should not smoke and you know, in every touch point that a patient has with every healthcare professional they interact with, they should hear the same message. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's that's a no brainer, I think, in in how we train healthcare professionals. But but we're not there yet with that either. Well, great stuff, and I, you know, I really appreciate uh, your efforts uh, in this initiative. I fully support them. I uh, joined HL Pivot, and uh, we're communicating with a lot of patients out there. Our listeners uh, are receptive to your messaging, and uh, they will spread the word to their families and loved ones, uh, because we need, I mean, COVID should have been a major wake-up call uh, to alert us to the potential for our vulnerabilities. And we want to shore up our resilience 
And that's what uh, HL Pivot is all about. So thank you very much, Dr. Ross Arena. I'll spell your name. It's uh, A-R-E-N-A, like uh, an arena, sports arena. And uh, keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Thank you for for taking the time to speak with me. And I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site, it's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant, and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com.